Hey, sis. Thank you for listening to the She Leads podcast series, A Journey in Leadership. Join me as I sit with a few amazing women who are walking in their purpose, taking care of people, owning their leadership styles, and dropping priceless jewels along the way. No matter where you are in your leadership journey, I can guarantee you that you are going to pick up some tips, some tools, and overall enjoy some good conversation about women in leadership. With that being said, go ahead and grab your favorite drink and some note-taking material. Are you ready to go? Let's ride. Okay. Hey, sis. One, I want to thank you, as always, for being a valued listener to the She Speaks podcast. And with that being said, I have decided that we are going to take a journey, and it's a leadership journey. And the reason why is because we as women, we hold all different titles and positions, but yet some people still have a problem with women leading. So with that being said, I wanted to, like I say, take us on this journey just to make sure that they know who we are, (laughs) they remember who we are, and that they won't ever forget who we are. So with that, buckle up (laughs) and get ready to take this ride with me as we go into the She Leads series. So with that being said, I have my first guest for the She Speaks um, She Leads series, and that is Lacey Alexander. And with that, we are going to talk about her experience as a leader, some of the things that she would like to highlight as a leader. And then, you know, just have a regular old conversation like we usually do. So with that being said, Lacey, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to talk about this very important topic. And I know that when I reached out, you were one of the first who came back and said, yes, let's do it. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? and why you agreed to be on the She Speaks podcast today. Well, first, I want to say thanks for extending the invite. I was really happy to receive that message. It made my day. Um, One, I love leadership. I love leadership theories, discussing it, reading about it, and living it. So this was perfect and exciting for me to be a part of. Um, I am actually in a a phase of transition right now Mm -hmm. and I am preparing to launch my own business, Creative Solutions A to Z, which is based on my leadership experience from my military service. Uh, I was in the Air Force for 21 years and recently retired and wanted to challenge myself to take take the good and the bad from my service 
and all the ways I was stretched as a person and use that to help others. So that's my journey now is um, working, whether it's through coaching, mm-hmm. organizational consulting, or leadership and development training. I just want to help others be their best and grow and get to where they're supposed to be on their journey and live in their purpose. All right. Thank you. So one, congratulations on your retirement. Um, I am super excited. And we talked about it a little bit earlier. I'm just in the direction that you're getting ready to go, because I know you have a heart for leadership. I know you have a heart for teaching and training and development. And it's just beautiful to see that you're taking this, um, uncharted journey one to be an entrepreneur right because that is something different after being in the military for 21 years and then you're like oh I'm just gonna go out and do it on my own (laughs) right (laughs) so um thank you for coming and just ready to have this discussion um it's just so important to have because one we know leadership is important but I always feel like being a woman in leadership, we have to continuously talk about that. Because even in 2020, there are people who don't think that we belong, even though we've shattered glass ceilings, um, we've used our stilettos for more than just walking down the runway. (laughs) Like we're walking into these corporations and we're sitting at these tables and we're leading these teams in these organizations and yes I think it's important so I'm, I'm super excited and appreciate you taking the time out and also sharing your knowledge right because that's something else that sometimes it just doesn't happen you know we become these leaders in these big organizations and sometimes we there are people who don't share um, they hoard all the information but when we learn we're supposed to teach others so they can teach others, you know, and the cycle just continues. So thank you <laughs> for that. So we just talked a little bit before we started recording and you were talking about how um, you have to come up with your mission and your vision and all of these different things. So where I would like to start is you're getting ready to start your own company. and You've been in plenty of organizations where they have a mission and a vision. So what I want to ask you is, as a future um, leader of your own organization, where you get to set the standard and take care of your people and those different things, what is your mission and vision? Hmm. This is a great question. I've actually spent the last few months trying to um, strip away a lot of the expectations that were placed on me in organizations and figure out who I am, what I want to do in the world, what my purpose is, Mm -hmm. what values I really hold true and shape my path based off of that, because I want to be able to make decisions that I can be proud of Mm. and that I can know I'm, I'm helping, but I'm staying true to what's important to me. And so this was super important to me to shape this mission and vision because I think it'll it'll be my guiding light in, in 
who I partner with, mm -hmm. um, what business I do, and, and, and making decisions that aren't just for the um, outcome, financial outcome, mm -hmm. but where I can say, yes, this was a good fit and I, and I did right in the situation. So my mission is to make the world a better place by helping others bring out their best. It seems simple, but I, like you said earlier, when you share your knowledge and you help others and then they help others, it's a force multiplier. And I think that's how we make the world a better place. And I want to do that through support, development, and discovery, helping people to unlock what's holding them back from living in their purpose. Mm. I'm inspired by the book, The Alchemist, because I think that we get into these ruts where we think what we ought and should do. And we don't really figure out what we're meant to do. <laughs> Ooh, you said a whole lot in your short mission and vision and just that piece right there. And I love the fact that you are wanting to help people walk in their purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so important because how many times have we been in a job where we're doing it because it's what we're supposed to? Mm -hmm. or we're working on this degree because this is what we're supposed to do instead of truly walking in the per our purpose. So this is off script. Um, <laughs> and I apologize if I put it in a different direction, but when did you realize what your purpose was? Mm -hmm. I really think this has been a transformation over time. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was just put in these situations where I was stretched as a person and I thought, oh, I really appreciate this. I really like doing this. Um, I was an instructor for a little bit in the Air Force mm -hmm. and I taught leadership and management principles. And during that period, I realized I wasn't just teaching people to be better leaders. I was teaching people to be better humans. When you can communicate better, when you can build teams, when you can um, problem solve or have better conflict management skills, you're a better person, a better spouse, a better parent. Yeah. And that inspired me to want to help people just be better. And, and through that, I grew. Every class, I learned something new from my students. It wasn't me leading. We were on a, leader, a learning journey together. And when I left that experience, I missed it. I missed that environment. And so when you said getting a degree that uh, just because you think you're supposed to, I was working on a degree for years and I could not bring myself to finish it. And I finally made the decision. I'm not just going to do this because I think this is what I'm supposed to do. Let me find something that actually aligns with what I am called to do. And I switched my degree to adult education, workforce development, the things that I love. Yeah. And I finished it in a year. I couldn't <laughs> wait for my classes. And so everyone was like, that's crazy. You're almost done. And I'm like, I can't. It's not, it's not right. It's not right for me. And when you do the things that are right for you, they come so much more naturally. Mm. And so just, just piecing these things together and, and opportunities. I had a mentor during my transition from the military that suggested the mm. uh, coaching program. Mm -hmm. And so I, I joined this coaching program. Um, leadership coaching for organizational performance cohort at Rutgers mm -hmm. and and that was such a perfect program during my transition because you have to be coached to learn to coach mm -hmm. 
And I really was able to dig deep and see who am I past the uniform, past all of this. And, and, and what I loved about that program is we all got the same material, but at the end, we're all using it for our own purpose. Everyone presented a different, a different direction they were going in. And so it's just been these opportunities to piece together and say, this is where I'm supposed to be. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And I know that was not a part of our <laughs> original questions, but um, just being able to hear how you found what your purpose was, I think that will open the door to other people being able to walk comfortably and find what their purpose is. So thank you so much for that. So my next question for you is um how have you presented your personal mission and vision within your organization and work centers and what type of feedback do you or did you receive mm -hmm. and this goes along the lines of change management and strategy right because you know you go into a unit or an organization where they've operated a certain way under a certain leader and now you walk in and you see things differently. Um, like you just explained how everyone had the same material, but they had a different outcome, which is kind of like leadership. Everyone gets the same unit, but the outcome is different based off of that leader. So um, what kind of feedback and stuff did you receive? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I feel like during my service, when I walked into an organization, I try to embody a humanistic approach. Mm. Sometimes I told this story to somebody the other day because when I ended my career, I was a, a E8, a senior master sergeant, right? Mm -hmm. Which is impressive, I guess, but sometimes I'd forget and somebody would come to me and be like, oh my gosh, you're a senior master. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm a senior master. <laughs> <laughs> because I just felt like a person first. Right. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and so when I went into organizations I tried to be a person and I tried to get to know my people and and what they brought to the table and what their aspirations were and I would try to connect the dots in that manner and so I, I was always really hard on myself as a leader um, because I wanted to do right by people and and so the feedback I got I you know, I'll tell you the truth. When I was deciding to retire, I really had a hard time because I felt like I was abandoning people. Mm. And um, and I really wavered on that. Am I leaving them? Am I, am I not taking care of them? And I remember I told this to my therapist during my transition and she was like, well, how do you help people now? And I'm like, oh, they just reach out to me or call me or Facebook message me, you know, people from years ago. Yeah. She was like, well, what changes when you retire? And I was like, you're right. <laughs> so I think that was an indicator for me. I'm here. I am six months past retirement and mm -hmm. I'm still getting messages from time to time mm -hmm. because I was able to let people know I cared about them and they still know that's true. Oh, does that really answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Right. Because we need to know you can still lead and be a human. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and 
I, what I've found is in some of the organizations that I've been in and maybe you've been in that things can turn very robotic real quick. You have to suck up your emotions before you walk in the door to go sit down at your seat or you are not allowed to be human. You can't have these problems. You have to come in and focus on work and I need you to give me 100, 150%. Well, today I'm human and I can only give you 20% of what I got, <laughs> you know? So yes, that answers the question. I think that is amazing because that's an important factor in leadership, especially in the times that we are in now, right? Um, COVID and of course, you've had your experience with, you know, um, being overseas and dealing with COVID and um, how quick things change and still having to take care of people and you as a leader still having to take care of you and your family as well. So yes, ma'am, that did answer the mail because people need to know that human aspect takes things a lot further than do the work, show up, go home, do it all over again tomorrow. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for that. So we've talked about, you know, your journey thus far. Um, and let's talk about how you had a su successful career and where you're headed now in regards to mentorship. So do you have mentors? How have they helped you along the way? And do you encourage mentorship? And then one more question is, what tips do you have regarding mentorship? I love this question. Um, yes, I am a huge fan of mentorship. And I always say that mentorship changed my life. It really, it really changed my life. And there are a few people I can think of specifically on my journey that opened my eyes to who I am and what I'm capable of, things that I never even thought possible. And they didn't do it in a way like, here, you can do this. It was so stealth and just um, supportive, mm -hmm. or they set the example, yeah. or they set the standard. Um, so they changed my life. And that's, that's what put me on this journey is because I want to pay it forward now. And so most of those mentors were in my military career. Mm -hmm. In my transition, I signed up for this program, American um, American Corporate Partners, where mm -hmm. they pair you with a mentor. But this company is so fantastic. They ask you all these questions. Mm -hmm. And it was like a dream come true match. I can't oh, even wow. describe how perfectly they match me with this woman. Mm -hmm. She is the director um, at the Center for Workplace Development at Harvard University. And she leads the team that does all the things that I love for the faculty at Harvard. And so she was such a big help because in my transition, even though I could fill my resume and I had all these experience, it was like, how do I be a regular person? How do I, you know, all these fears. Yeah. <laughs> am, am I really, am I really ready? Am I really capable? And, and in our conversations, she just helped me see that, yes, I was and support me in figuring out what I wanted to do. 
So she was instrumental in connecting me to, like I said, that Rutgers program. And mm-hmm. then in that cohort, I connected with this group of women. We have this, uh, our monthly meetings, we call it the Grand Orchestra. And we're all from different, different walks of life, uh-huh. um, some from different countries. Mm-hmm. And we meet up once a month on Zoom and they just fill me up and inspire me in so many different ways. And they're from HR, marketing, the travel industry. They do all different things. But when we talk, we talk about how we just complete, we can complete each other and help each other and, and lift each other up. And so you need that. You need that. Because if I didn't have something like that, I'd be here trying to figure it out on my own. And and even if they don't tell me what to do, they yeah. make sure I know that I'm on the right path, my path. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's beautiful. Um. <laughs> Regarding mentorship, yeah. you know, honestly, when I look at these women, I'm like, what am I bringing to the table? They're all so fantastic. Or mm-hmm. you know, second guess, um, connecting. But you need to just do it. Put yourself in those situations to meet people. Surround yourself by people that are are in the life that you want or that you know you can learn and grow from. And mm-hmm. you'd be surprised what you can offer as well. Oh, thank you. Um, I think mentorship is important. And, you know, sometimes, and I like the fact that you shared, and I'm paraphrasing, you got to step out and basically embrace the differences um, of the people around you because it's easy and I know a lot of my listeners are military and some of them are not but it's so easy to want to surround yourself with like-minded people when there's nothing wrong with that but we still need to be exposed to some other things in order for us to grow so as you were talking I was thinking about my mentorship circles and stuff like that. And I'm like, uh, I think I may have some work to do. (laughs) And and I just love hearing the fact that there are other women out there who are supporting you through this journey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's kind of what I want everyone to remember that you don't have to do this alone. You can reach out and, there's a group or a circle or a tribe for everything. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you for sharing that piece. So my next question for you is what was your biggest challenge as a leader and how did you handle it? This question was interesting to me because I think a lot of this has become more apparent the further removed I am from the military. Mm-hmm. And because as a leader, I never I never looked at challenges like, oh, it's it's a tough job or a task or a tough team. That never discouraged me. Um, but I think, as you've said, as a woman in a leadership position, a woman in the military, the more I progressed, the more I realized I probably made a few people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think my biggest challenge was, was learning to not minimize myself mm-hmm. because you get it all the time. And until I truly learned 
about things like microaggressions or certain comments that that are steered to kind of uh, dim women and and minimize them for the same skills that we praise in men until i started to see these things and i could identify it and call it out or or sit back and reflect and say okay that's not that's actually not a problem you know one time i was told in a feedback you're emotional and i said well what does that mean well you know you care about your team and and you're like a mama bear and i'm like what isn't that what you want me to do (laughs) why would that be emotional sounds like a negative thing and when have you ever told a man that he's emotional no he's assertive he's this he's that and so until I was able to start to identify those things it would have been easy or it was easy for me to second guess my capabilities and say oh am I am I emotional am I doing something wrong and so it just helped me to reconcile where they were coming from Mm -hmm. how they had been shaped how society has this narrative about women in general. Women are this, women are that, women are catty or all these problems. But when you really connect, we're not. Yeah. I just think that narrative has been created to hold us back. Mm-hmm. And once we can address it or understand it or recognize it, we can break past it and um, live in our purpose. <laughs> So I think that was my biggest challenge, getting to that position and recognizing when people were trying to um, hold me back so that they couldn't. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Um, I know I've done that myself. I have downplayed me or some of my abilities. when people have used certain terms against me. And one term that has been used, uh, I'm abrasive, right? And, you know, I went to the dictionary and looked it up. Like, let me make sure you and I have the same idea of who I am. Um, And it said, you know, direct, cold. Um, And I'm like, okay, yep. That's fine. <laughs> but I did step back and think about it a little bit. Like, is this, am I viewed this way by many? Or is it just certain people that view me this way? And then, you know, you have to think, who are these people? What are their motives? And all those different things. So yeah, yeah. thank you for sharing that because I, I, I found myself in this situation and I'm sure some of our listeners have too. And isn't it amazing, though, like, when you do stand a little taller and your light shines a little bit brighter, um, the things, the negative things that they've said about you or to you to kind of dim that light, I've found that they don't even bring it up anymore. It's like, okay, never mind. And I, but I think it's unfair and this is just me going on a rant, but I think it's unfair because you're right. Um, there are terms that are used towards us that aren't used towards males. And because I, I've seen it happen before, and I think I mentioned it, um, not in this podcast, but another one. 
there was a lady um and someone's like oh she's very aggressive and i said oh no let's she's assertive she knows what she wants and she's going after that they're like oh yeah 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 that's that's what i meant okay let's make sure we use the right terms because there was a guy who was doing the same thing. He was very direct, very straightforward, just boom, 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 boom. She was the same way. And I said, yeah, this is how we're going to make sure we just use the right term. So, um, Aren't those qualities that we want in leaders? Somebody right. who after what they want, <laughs> direct? Yes. Yeah. Because then if we're not, it's like, oh, you're indecisive. Yes. And it's like, but no, I was trying not to be direct. <laughs> so it's not going to work out for us either way. <laughs> so yeah. Like, you kind of figure out, or you take the time to reconcile who you are, what you stand for, and, and what you want to be known for. Mm-hmm. You just live in that. Yeah. And their works have less meaning. It's not saying no to feedback because feedback is amazing. That's how you grow yeah. in receiving different insights. But when you know it's rooted in a different place, mm-hmm. you don't have to give it power. Yeah. Thank you for that. That mm, that was good. <laughs> so for the individual, and I always like to say sis because it's predominantly women, but for the individual listening right now, who may be nervous about her leadership style, or maybe she's leading for the first time, what do you have to say to her? I would say take time and really determine what success looks like for you. When you know what is important to you, where you want to go, you can be confident in that kind of like what we were saying you know who you are you know what you stand for because there's all these ideas of what we should achieve but where do you want to be at the end of the day looking back where is it that you want to be and what will you be proud of so is it important for you to take care of your teams what kind of impact do you want to have in the lives around you really take time to become strong in that and that doesn't mean turn away from opportunities because opportunities that I didn't think I wanted or what helped push me on the path I was meant to be on. But just saying like, these are the things that are important to me. Um, This is how I want to be of service to people around me. It helps you to live in your purpose and not be measured on other people's ideas of success. Um, I think that in my military career, I prioritize taking care of people and when I would get success, like when I got promoted, it was like, oh, wow, I really wasn't expecting that. You know, I'm just going through the motions. And, and my success came when I saw people doing things they didn't think possible or achieving their goals or, you know, challenging themselves. I was happy. And, and it just kept working out. It just kept working out because I wasn't driven by a position that's fleeting or a title or a rank, I was driven by making a difference. And so what's the difference that you want to make? And then also the balance. I say that, yes, this is what you want in work, but we have so many unnecessary expectations levied on us as women. One example, since a lot of your listeners are military, one thing I always notice is when I would get ready to deploy, I would get guilted. 
oh, I can't believe you leave your kids. Oh, how can you do that? Tell me when that's ever happened to um, a man deploying. And so for me, we have all these extra expectations levied on us to balance work and home. And, and I really just sat back and said, okay, here's what kind of person I want to be at work. Here's what kind of mom I want to be. And I'm going to own that. And if um, it makes somebody else feel like I'm not as committed, okay, at the end of the day, I'll be proud of it. For example, um, I would leave on Tuesdays and Thursdays to take my youngest to ballet. Mm -hmm. I got my job done. I took care of my people. We were making things happen. And when I walked out, I walked out proud knowing that I was doing what I needed to at work, but I was also present when I could be at home. And I didn't let people make me feel guilty about that. Ah. <laughs> so when you know who you are and you know what, you, what you're meant to do, um, it's so much easier. And man, I wish, because this was just within the last few years, and I'm almost 40, so I really wish I would have had this, had this intentionality in my 20s or in my early 30s because I think how peaceful it would have been to not be running myself ragged for the needs and expectations of people that don't matter. (laughs) I chuckle because the way you ended that it was it speaks volumes because now we realize what we could have done without. But it's a part of the process, right? Because now we get to teach others. That's why we're so experienced. But thank you for sharing, you know, um, those words of wisdom with the listeners because I know someone is going to walk away with that and their entire leadership journey is because they're getting it early or they getting it right now when they're supposed to get it. So thank you for that. So Lacey, as you know, it's always a pleasure to sit and talk with you. And I am super excited that you took the time to share your leadership journey with the She Speaks community. So before we wrap up this episode, do you have any resources you would like to share Um, books, websites, maybe people to follow um, for those that are missing. One book that I've been reading right now and it's been inspiring me is The Most Powerful You. And it talks about um, hindrances that we levy on ourselves as women specifically Mm -hmm. and how to overcome those. And so The Most Powerful You definitely is on the reading list. And, and, that, and I say that because it's inspired me to want to try to translate that into something to help people work through this. Who are you? What are your values? What does success look like for you? Um, you know, and what's your living and your purpose? And so, of course, that book, The Alchemist, The Alchemist of All Time, will go down as, as my favorite reading. And you can read it over and over again and gain something new. But... I think that book is is very important in staying true to you and your purpose. All right. Well, thank you for sharing those. You all heard it. The power of you and her good and faithful resource, The Alchemist.
So for those listening who may want to follow you or reach out to you, how can they get in touch with you? Um, listeners, you can, oh, listeners can reach her through her website or on LinkedIn. And I will also um, post some leadership insights on my Instagram. I'm going to share some things um, from this podcast. So that way you can reach Lacey um, right now on LinkedIn. It's Lacey Alexander. And then on IG, of course, it's www.instagram.com slash creative underscore solutions underscore A to Z. And then her website is www.creativesolutionsatoz.com. All right. So please make sure that you go ahead and reach out to Lacey on LinkedIn. You can follow her on Instagram and also check out her website. So, ma'am, I always like to have my guest speak life into the listeners. So at this moment, please take your opportunity to speak life to those that are listening. Feels like a lot of pressure. It's not. <laughs> speak from the heart. <laughs> if I can speak to the listeners, I would say know you, know what you bring to the table and own that. Don't let anybody discourage you or talk you out of it. Don't minimize yourself for small-minded people and challenge yourself, seek those opportunities, but really value yourself. That's it. Uh, there you go, dope souls. Life has been spoken from Miss Lacey Alexander. Um, thank you so much, Lacey, <laughs> for being here on this platform, sharing your journey, um, and just being unapologetically you. Um, I know that you are going through a transition right now, and I want to say to you that it is beautiful to see you take this journey and I am super excited to see everything that comes your way between now and the next year because I know your heart uh, I know your heart for people and I am just truly ready to see how that is manifested in your new business and in your life um, as a whole so with that dope souls, thank you for listening. And until next time, and we are out. Hey sis, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to She Leads. If you have any discussion topic ideas or would like a response to questions that you have about the workplace, please feel free to send me an email at thesheespeaks at gmail.com.
And if you are a faithful Anchor user, you can also leave a message on the podcast. I look forward to hearing from you.